I remember telling a, a buddy of mine who's a real, he's a huge Carolina fan. I mean, like, biggest uh, you'll ever see. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say uh, something when we were recording. He's probably a jerk. I got, like Eagle fans. Yeah, I got, <laughs> I got some funny stories about him. He was a big Jeff Gordon fan too, oh, and he, and uh, my dad hated Jeff. Let Gordon. me guess, like, Dallas Cowboys for the uh, no, Steelers. Steelers oh, is bad. Well, hey Nate, by the way, I don't, know if he, I don't know if he listens or not. I don't know if he's been listening or not. <laughs> but uh, oh, hey, oh, I had said, hey, uh, welcome to the uh, welcome to the other one sixty seven. Garrett Lale here with Ben Pierce, pastor at Fuquay Verena Baptist Church. Yes, sir. Uh, talking football, so uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, he he and I were talking the other day about uh, after they won three or four. I said, you know, I was looking at the schedule; they should be favored in every game. I don't know by much, but they've got a lot of sneaky uh, games. But they've knocked a couple of them out. Um, Duke, I mean, they, Duke's going to be one of their tough ones. Duke, at Clemson's going to be tough. Only two I'm worried about. I think they got State, don't they? Uh, they do have State. I'm not worried about that. State's bipolar. We'll, we'll show up. They're we'll show up. Be. Well, hey, look. As a state fan, there's only one game a year I care about. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, if we win that one, uh, hey, you can win the, lose the rest. You get, keep your job, boy. You get a raise. But uh, but then again, uh, I don't know that uh, they're going to win. The way they've been playing lately, they ain't going to win another game. That's... But they're bipolar. They may yeah. show up this week and look good. But I, I still, I think Carolina's a great team. I don't think they are stellar great being – I think that there's a there's still a, a fine thin line between the um, Michigans, the Georgias, maybe Florida State, but then then you start getting down to your other undefeated. I don't know where I'd put Ohio State and Penn State. Maybe I'll see you this weekend yeah. when they play. But uh, but it's, it's it is kind of e- uh, an equal parity. I mean, there's a lot of undefeated teams, and Carolina being one. So I gotta take my hat off as much as I hate it. Well, I, it was uh, the way the season's playing out for them. I was just looking at it the other day. It's it's playing out like it could be very it, eerily similar to 1997, which is Matt Brown's last year. Right. Year, yeah, uh, I remember first that. Time. I remember that. And because they were, you know, they got to, you know, their preseason maybe around 20th, and they won a few games, and they they just kept clipping off those mediocre opponents, and then they got to Florida State in like week eight, mm-hmm. um, and if. Things play out. It's kind of the same way on out to the ACC championship where they play Florida State. So it'd be the same thing, and I hope it ends differently this yeah. time if that's how it goes. But um. uh, I got a funny story. I won't tell it. it uh, <laughs> Renee gets mad every time I tell her about. It. That's why Mac Brown left, man. Yeah, you know yeah. he's sitting there almost undefeated and looks up and ain't nobody even in the stands for a Duke Carolina game. That's well, it. Because the blue season. white game was that night, yep. and everybody was at that, and I'm kind of like, y'all don't deserve a football program. <laughs> If that's where you're going to be. We deserve something because we've gotten squat for 40 years and we've liked it. Yeah. You're, y'all are loyal, though. I'll give you all that. Oh, they're so. loyal to a T, to a phone. And, uh, you know, that kind of, kind of uh, you know, you can think of some things there of, um, you know, kind of changing gears and going into uh, what we normally talk about is, yeah. you know, sometimes loyalty uh, can be a good or a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's one of you can be loyal to a fault to some some maybe some wrong beliefs. Maybe it's something that you've held of, uh, well, I've always been taught this. Well, always we need to be molded by the scriptures, and we always need to be kind of 
soft-hearted and soft-minded. Not so, um, I think there's some things we need to be, I hate to use, I hate the term dogmatic, but there are some things that we need to I be. I don't know what dogmatic uh, means. Dogmatic means I, I am staunch. You're never going to change my mind. This is not, this oh, is non-negotiable. Okay. I do, I, apparently I do know yeah. what it means. So, so, so okay, is, is the Bible God's infallible word? Okay, I'm dogmatic about that. Is, is Jesus the only way? All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand firm on that. But now when we start getting down to some of the other things, all right, now let, let's 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 be smart about this, and let's let the scriptures be our guide. But let's not get to the point of you know so loyal that oh you don't believe exactly like me. Well, you must be less of a Christian, or you must be less of a disciple. Yeah, give me a break. I don't know that that's necessarily. And I guess that's what I was getting at Sunday is let's not make Christianity a um, I got to believe a certain code of ethics. I got to believe a certain certain things, and then I'm a Christian. No, yeah, there are some things that Christ died for me. I'm saved, saved by grace through faith. Those are those are non-negotiables for sure. But if Christianity is more is if Christianity is only I got to believe a certain list list of rules, and then I got to do all these do's and don'ts. Who wants that? Yeah, that's no. I I I go back to a relationship is something that's growing. It's something that's vibrant, and it's something that um, uh, it almost uh, it looks new every day, yep. you know, because who knows what the Lord's going to bring up today, or maybe something he's challenging you in, or maybe something he's growing you in that, you know, I, I see it in you a lot that, um, you know, as you're growing in the Lord, he, he continues to bring up things, and you continue to wrestle with things, and that's the way it should be. You should see that. It's funny. I, we've um, we hadn't talked a whole. I talked to we texted a lot up until about Saturday, Friday or Saturday. Yeah, we hadn't really I figured uh, my coach is getting ready for playoff football. Man, yeah, he, you, the I, money time. I was uh, <laughs> very concerned by about Thursday at how obsessed I'd become over that. Um, <laughs> but it, it's kind of interesting that as you were talking there, I thought you know what I I need. I like the conversation that we're starting. And I feel like I'm gonna be behind if I don't admit something to you. So, in the middle of this, I went. I didn't fall asleep right until three or four a.m. Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. Game was supposed to be Saturday. You watching game film? I was playing around on our Playmaker app right. and, and testing different route concepts. Wow! And I may or may not have gotten on Gabe's PlayStation Man. and tested yeah, some yeah. combos on Madden. I'm gonna run that. Throw it X. Throw I mean, it I X. Did, I did everything. <laughs> and then the worst possible thing that happened because I had a lot of other things I needed to do once life moved on. <laughs> and the game was supposed to be Saturday, and I was going to be done Saturday at you know four o'clock, whatever. And I knew we were going to lose. I mean, look, I wanted to put everything I could we into it. A, we a knew, real good team. We knew it was. I, I was hoping for a Rocky moment. Yeah, yeah. Rocky two would have been great. I would have settled for Rocky one. Yeah, a good I get five. Rocky one. We got Rocky four. Yeah, we were Creed. And you got Creed. Russia, yeah, you got, got Creed Q. and uh, Ivan Drago. But but I, I'll say this, and it, it, this is a weird. You talk about wrestling with things. This is what I wrestled with this week. I was so. Um, I, first of all, getting so into the football thing felt like that was coming from God. I felt like mm-hmm. He was pushing me on that, and that that was there was. I didn't know why. I, I really wanted it to be that I had the brilliant magic pill that was going to you know, make right. us win. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't think that was going to be it, but that was the only thing I could really think of that I could try to do in the meantime, so I tried to come up with it. And sometimes you just put up your best fight, and it just it, you get whipped around. It, it was one of those kind of deals. But I was, I, it, there were some cool things that came out of it, and I, I got to see um, – <laughs> 
I was thinking, and I may get to this in a minute about Philippians four thirteen. It's like, yeah, we. <laughs> I'm claiming we got that. We got that version of it. It was endurance and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. We That's had right. two. We had two. One kid to go to the hospital. Another oh, one's out boy. for a year, and it was ugly. It was a bloodbath. Sheesh. But I felt guilty along the way because I didn't have the time to put into reading scripture as I was hoping. I was texting you early last week saying I wanted to. You know, I was excited to get into some of the scripture that we had talked about, and. Right. I didn't get to that, and at first time I can have shot one of these things with you that I haven't finished the sermon. I started it. Right. We Gabe and I were listening to it on the way to Durham, but we got close enough that it was it was getting to the point where it's like I wasn't even concentrating on the sermon anymore, and I didn't want to. Yeah. Do it when I wasn't. Oh yeah, I gotta get my mind right. Right. So I got back to the. You know, I got home and after the game was over, and I listened to part of it again, and then it it it. I kind of got tugged by God in a different direction away from the sermon from something I heard from it. And I've still not gotten around to doing it. So I remembered saying on the first show, sometimes you get busy and sometimes, you know, you, you feel guilty about, you know, I didn't get around to it. And I didn't mm-hmm. get around to talk. I prayed a lot this week. I, I prayed for some selfish stuff. I prayed a lot about football and, that, yeah. and the kids doing you know, good, good things. And we, you and I talked about what am I allowed to pray for? What's the line? <laughs> and the same preacher, by the way, that uh, I've been cussing in front of, yeah, by yeah. the way, I can do he all things. five hey, slip. I can do all things through Christ because I tell you what, forty-seven nothing, and I don't believe oh, I said man. a single cuss there word out loud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there you go. Thought plenty of them. He but probably did. did too. I'm just gonna be honest. Well, I told that preacher before. I told him the story of that. I said, by the way, because he did the invocation this week. Me and Coach yeah. straightened up and let him do the invocation before, and we. Uh, I was telling him, you know, joking about what an idiot I felt like last week. <laughs> and um, so we were, I was a little bit more, you know, a little better behaved this week. But yeah, I was also impressed with Gabe and the way he handled it. I was worried that he was going to be, uh, you know, he, he gets worked up over those things. But he wasn't nervous about the game. And I'll tell you, the game itself was chaos. Right. Uh, with people getting hurt. Our line wasn't blocking, so Coach quickly took all my backs and made them, uh, my Lyman. biggest backs and made yeah, them linemen. And yeah, I didn't yeah, have any spare parts. And uh, Gabe doesn't usually handle uh, improv very well. He likes things to be structured. And, man, he, he rolled right with it, didn't make a single mistake all day. He didn't get a chance to make any plays because the quarterback can't throw the ball if he's laying down. And, uh, I, I mean, was going to say, I'm trying to if watch you run the, it for your life. It ain't. I'm watching, because I had spent so much time on this, I'm watching the routes play out, and, and I'm trying to say, okay, here's his first read. Is it there? And by the time I could see where the first read was and was it there, he'd, he'd already been killed. tackled. It's yeah, like, well, I, I clearly couldn't have done any different because – I didn't even have to catch the snap, and I still couldn't get right. you know, get to that read. So, um, ugly day. But the point that so I was trying sound, to get you sound at, a little bit like the Panthers. See, I didn't have to watch the Panthers <laughs> at all. Blessings everywhere, yeah, right? Yeah. God's That's working two, it all out. That is it. two things God's given me in the last two weeks. I missed last Sunday's game because I was game planning. Right. And then this Sunday we were playing. Well, uh, and you know the thing of it is, the Panthers. Uh, hey, they started out fourteen to nothing. You might want to watch the first I, three minutes. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm. And I'm, uh, but I, I was sitting there thinking, all right, Dolphins gonna get mad and play in a minute, and boy. I heard a kid at the game say, the Panthers are tied with the Dolphins. And I thought, don't tell me that. And and really don't Don't tell me that because I don't want to (laughs) give my hopes up. But this was one of those examples of where I didn't get as much face time with God, so to speak, or or one-on-one time as I'd like to this week. However, it felt like I was doing what he wanted me to do. And as it turned out, when it was all said and done, I I got a minute of, of quiet time Sunday night, and I said, Remember that all that free time I had earlier in the year that I said I had to find something to occupy it? 
I filled it up yeah. way too much. That's right. And I That's just caught my breath and I said, I got a lot of free time and now I kind of know what I want to do with it. Right. You know, and yeah, it was yeah. it was pretty cool. So all that to say, I don't, I'm not fully caught up on Sunday. I do know where we were going yeah. with it and I'll, I'll catch up. But I just wanted, I, I, like, I don't like to just listen all the way through it right. to say I did it. I like to make sure no. that I've got it uh, peeled out. No. But to, to your point, yeah, the doctor, that, that, that's something, especially the Baptists have a bad rap on that, that we are so, so strict on so many different things and so uh, unlenient on so many things. And we are, and I yeah. think that that's not, there are some more, uh, I don't want to use political terms, but you know what I mean, kind of views out there in some churches right. that I don't necessarily agree with. But at the same time, I mean, there are people that would say you're supposed to be physically in church every Sunday, and if you miss one to go coach your kid's football team, then you're not putting God first, right? That's right. Um, and you know what? There's a little bit of me that does have to wonder. Did I go a little over? I mean, is, is that where, where is that line? But I think that's what that's one of a million examples probably that we could go with that. But where is that line of where? Okay, this is where we can't yeah. compromise. And well, I think it's one of again. It, it all goes back to, and we've been talking about this for for a couple of weeks, where we may come up, and it's that word legalism versus mm-hmm. relationship. And, and legalism says, okay, I got to be in church every single week. And I got to make sure that I'm doing this, and I got to make sure that I look right when I'm doing it. And because I'm, and if you listen to that, this is a performance. And that's not what God's interested in. He's not interested in a performance. He's interested in a in a heart that is passionate for Him. And so, um, so I think it's one of I never want to fall into legalism. At the same time, I think there are times when you can say, "All right, are they are you know where 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 is my where where is my total total love and my total time going to?" And I think one of the things, and again, whether this is uh, hit hits you where you know you may find it's about right or it might not be. I don't know. I'm gonna leave that to you and the Lord. <laughs> but but I think uh, oftentimes what I I like to come back to, and it's an old saying that says, "You spell love, or you can tell what's." important by your time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's not only your time. I think it's your time, your treasure, and your talent. Yeah. All right, show me your checkbook, and I'm gonna, I'll show you what's important to you. Show me your calendar on, on your watch or on your, uh, used to be show me your daytime. Yeah. <laughs> I'm showing how old I am. Show me your Palm Pilot. Let me uh, really take us back, and, and I can show you what's important to you. And, and then also, let me see what you think about. What are you dwelling about, or what's what's going on in your mind? Uh, you know, are you are you at work and at the back of your mind you're thinking, man, if I put that tight end and I shift him out a bit, you know, you have to you have to really balance that. And again, I'm not saying it's good, bad, or indifferent. I think the the main thing is is get into that place of okay that I know the Lord has my my first fruits, so to speak, and the Lord has my first and my best. Mm-hmm. I think that's why oftentimes. People, and and again, this can be legalistic. People start off their morning seeking the Lord because I'm freshest in the morning. I'm not. I'm not either. So I don't even, I'll read something in the morning sometimes, but it's by, usually it is, I've been up for three or four hours before I jump into, all right, now I'm really wanting to seek the Lord here because my brain is just, um, I'll just be honest with you, but now at night, I'm, I'm straight up. That's when I'm at my freshest and that's when I'm probably reading the most writing the most and seeking the most as far as, as that goes. So I want to, I just want to be at my, my best or my freshest, not it's got to be first thing in the morning. Now, today, some people would argue and say, well, David said early in the morning, will I seek you? Okay, that's great. He also said no, at night I meditate on, on you, you know, in the night watches. So I think there it goes to show for, for a man who is after God's own heart, 
Man, God was always on his mind. And so I think that's the thing is we get to that place, then it's not so much a punching a time card or I got to do my morning devotions, I got to do my evening devotions. No, it just becomes I'm... I'm I'm thinking about you, yeah. or you're on my mind, or I'm I'm passionate about seeking the Lord and what you're what you're living for. It kind of goes back uh, a little bit of what we talked about Sunday, uh, when we talked about witnessing. You know, a lot of people. That's about how far I got. Yeah. By the way, if you want to know, what, okay. I, I, I think cool. I got I got about pretty pretty comfortably through that, where I'd say I probably heard all of it. So we talked about suffering, then standing up, and then yep. uh, what? What one of the things that uh, I really wanted folks to understand is First uh, Peter three fifteen says, uh, "Sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts." Well, that means to, and it was kind of interesting. I don't know if you've gotten there yet. It's combining. I said it's combining Matthew six thirty three, seek first His that. kingdom, His righteousness, and Romans twelve one and two. Because of God's mercy, we present ourselves as living sacrifices. Combine those two. That's setting Christ apart or sanctifying Him as Lord in your life. And then it's always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you. And, and what I'm I made an argument is is when you when you Christ is the Lord of your life and you truly love Him, witnessing is not a burden. Witnessing is not something. Oh, I got to do this. I got to go share Jesus. Oh, why have I got no? It just. It's almost as natural as this conversation. It is, yeah. I don't, I don't have to sit here and think about, how am I going to talk about Jesus? It just comes out when you talk. You so, know? I can give an example. I'm, I'm tap dancing around too much of what I've, uh, how my week's been because, man, I tell you what, I've had, <laughs> this has been a week. It's been a good week. It's been, right. it's, I felt like uh, the last <laughs> the last five, six weeks, really, since we started the show, mm-hmm. um, God's been on this wild ride where you're just spinning me all over the place. I got a hundred different things that I'm thinking and I'm trying to make sense of what, and then most of the time I don't have a clue what he's doing with any right. of it. <clears throat> I've had really strong faith. There's a difference though. And it's like, I, I see that you're in control and that's cool, but can you take it a little easier on some of these curves? I'm getting a little car sick back here. All right. I just needed to, I know you're in control, but whew, I'm tired. Yeah. Now I know how Gabe feels sometimes and not so much race. She's pretty fearless, but um, yeah, <clears throat> but I think in the you know the last week or so, I've never felt crazier than I felt this week. Putting out a lot of time into football stuff, but when I when I sat down and caught my breath Sunday night, it hit me in about ten minutes. Like right. I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever really know why I did this, and uh, it sounded exactly like what I said about the podcast. I don't know right. why I'm doing this, but a week later, I know exactly why. It took about ten minutes of reflecting for me to look at it and say, "Well, I know exactly why I did it. I know exactly what came out of it, and it was a laundry list of stuff that sure. it affected how I want to do things with the kids moving forward, what I want to do with my work moving forward. It affected a lot of things. So it's like, yeah, that was God. I don't think that that was me, um, you know, just just going off the deep end for the fun of it. I think what God kind of wanted to make the point, if if you like, if you can spend that much time strategizing and moving pieces around and all this kind of stuff for a youth football game. Why are you yeah. trying to dance around all these other things when that's obviously what I told you? That's what you want to do is what you're good at, that kind of stuff. So it was a really weird, deep week, and I didn't right. want to really go there on the podcast. I didn't want to take the whole hour on it. Right. But it was kind of an example of sometimes it just it's acting on faith, and you don't always know where it's going to right. land, but you're cool with it. And, and it's like I said, at the end of it, it's like, well, now I've got something I've not had in – I can't tell you the last time I've had this combination – a combination of having free time and knowing exactly what to do with it. Okay. I've had times that I, I, I had stuff I wanted to do, but yeah. didn't have time to do it. And all the time in the world, no idea what to do. Um, 
But right now is a cool balance where it's like, all right, I got some time. I know exactly what I want to do, and let's get at it. You know, let's go. <laughs> so let me let me ask you this. So um, in, in that in that fine balance between, all right, I got free time and I know what I want to do with it. Um, and maybe maybe what I'm kind of getting at is is that is that I mean, would you classify that as a piece? Or is it just a, hey, I found my purpose and I'm looking forward to it? Because I know that's, to me, I was going to say, well, if you couldn't figure out what, what God had you doing the um, coaching the football for, I can tell you a couple things as I've heard them. And, I mean, they're <laughs> obvious. I mean, I'm sitting here and I wasn't involved with it much, but I know they're that obvious. And part of it is, okay, you've learned what coaching football is all about. It's not necessarily the wins and the losses. It's about impacting those young men and teaching them how to be men showing them what a, a Christ follower looks like as a football coach, showing them, I mean, you've, you've got a new passion and a new purpose for coaching, mm-hmm. and, and it changes how you coach from here on out, I promise, uh, because it, it'll change whether you're a coach or whether you're your job or whether whatever you're doing, when, when you've got that right purpose of, I'm doing this for the Lord, and Lord, I'm here as, this is a mission field. Every one of these kids coming on this ball field, putting on, that, uh, putting on a helmet and shoulder pads, it's a mission field, and okay, and I want to I want to make sure to be faithful uh, to what God set there, and so yeah, I knew God was working on you there, and so <laughs> but but to get to that place to where all right, I got free time and I know what I want to do with it, and God, this is coming from you. To me, that's a place of peace. Yeah, it, it's a peace is a great word for it. I think that's exactly the word I'd say because it's. Um, there's nothing more, I don't know, there's a lot, of, both sides are frustrating. It's frustrating you know what you want to do and don't have time, but it's also really frustrating when you're just sitting there and don't, you can't think of what to do and how to, mm-hmm. how to do it. Well, that's when that mind and, races. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and my work's something that I haven't really talked, I don't talk a whole lot about the show at all, but I've had a really, really hard time figuring out what I wanted to do exactly with it because I'm, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out how to convey that to people so they understand it because the, what I've been experiencing at work a lot is People come to me and they say, I don't quite understand exactly what you do. Tell me. And I tell them and they say, oh, that's really cool. And they're really excited. But people don't understand what it is I do. And that's because I didn't really understand what I was trying to package it. And um, a few weeks ago, God kind of said, I think from listening to the playback and how much I talk about God's not complicated. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, if I'm not complicated and people can't figure out your business, then why can't you tell it, right? Why don't you let me tell it? And I felt like for the last couple of weeks, I was kind of waiting to hear, you know, I didn't want to push that. I wanted to kind of wait and see if he ever said anything. And and in the last week, the the football stuff combined with some things that I heard back from some clients and things like that, I started to figure out. It's like, no, I'm trying to do something. I'm trying to sell what people want, what I think people want. Right. And it turns out if I tell them what I really am doing, they like that more. There you and, go. and I should just start being. Agreed. And, Agreed. Um, you know, and I enjoy doing this kind of stuff. I, I like yeah. talking to people about stuff and saying things that nobody else is saying and getting different <laughs> takes. And and, different, and and I've enjoyed that kind of stuff and teaching people. It's not that I know anything that nobody else knows. Right. It's that I've been blessed by having a lot of really smart people around me well, that know stuff and that can share stuff. And It's that, and I think it's also, I mean, look, there, there's something that goes for not being afraid to ask. Yeah. And, and being willing to, you know, identify with, Everybody else, and then being able to say, "Well, wait a minute, I'm not the only person struggling with this." And yeah. I think oftentimes people feel like that. That I must be the only one doing this. Well, yeah. no, we're we're all in the same, and we're not that far apart. Even yeah. though you look at it and you think, "No, we're all created in the image of God." Now we all have different personalities, but when it boils down to it, 
I don't, kind of like God, God's not that complicated. Well, when it all boils down to it, we as humans, yeah, we're not that too far apart, man. Gabe's mom and I were, and, and stepdad too, were kind of all torn on whether or not we, he should, I should coach or not because he likes, it is his crutch to have dad around and all that kind of stuff. At the same time, I felt like if I could, I, I wanted to coach to see if I could get a little closer. I could teach him the playbook more if I'm at practice and that kind of stuff, you know. But as the season went on and I got more and more into it, it became more and more clear to me. I'm super glad that, that we ended up deciding for me to do it. Right. Because I learned stuff about him I'd have never learned if I hadn't been That's in right. there. I didn't know how much heart he had. I really didn't have a clue how much, kid, how much heart it. that kid had. And I also didn't know just how he how gut how gutsy he was, which is a little different. I mean, he'd right. throw that body around like a pinball, and if I had that body, I wouldn't do it. He's yeah. the skinniest dude on the team. <laughs> I was I was thirty like pounds. Kid I was thirty pounds heavier than him at his age playing, and I still ran from everybody. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was um, yeah, it was that that took and that that, that takes a little bit of right here that uh, you got to be just a I don't want to say crazy, but that's really what it is. Or you got to have that to be able to say, don't care, I'm going after it. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you one, one last thing here. It's probably the most important, and it's what kind of led the, the text that I sent you, I think on Friday, that I said, uh, you, you said it may be a good idea to, to remind, uh, have a conversation with Gabe and remind him how proud you are. Yeah, also. yeah, that was cool. And, and I, I had had a, God had got to show me some things I needed to work on as a parent. Right. And I'll tell you that telling me I need to improve my parenting. It, coming from anybody is a challenge because that's the one area I've got a lot of pride. I try really hard, and I know I'm not the best, but I try right. really hard in that sure. area. But I will listen to it from him, I guess. Yeah. But it was it was interesting, though. I felt bad kind of realizing that I could do this one simple thing a little differently, and, and it would help a lot of things. But it wasn't – I didn't feel – I was thinking about this uh, in case this came up today, how I'd describe it. It wasn't that it wasn't conviction. It was conviction, but it was gentle conviction. It was mm-hmm. uh, it was one of these things like, hey, I know this is going to kind of hurt for you to know, but you need to know it. And now that you know it, you'll realize what a mistake it was and how to fix it. So it, it hurt a little bit, but not in a terribly guilty kind of way. But it was also right. good to see, like, okay, this is something I need to do a better job of. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think part of that is, I mean, if you stop and think about it just for a second, that, um, you know, I don't know that the Holy Spirit has to drop a, a, a sledgehammer. Uh, I think sometimes he can just give you a quiet, I mean, a still small voice is what the Scripture says. Sometimes it's a still small voice, and it's just like our kids. Mm-hmm. You, you know, just like when you're raising your children, there are times you're going to have to drop the hammer. Mm-hmm. There are times when a gentle correction just to say, you know, and I think that's where, you know, when when the Bible talks about discipline, maybe this is something that, you know, to consider. When the Bible talks about discipline, it's not always just, okay, I'm going to stop you from doing what's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get my, my dad. I'm going to wear your tail out. Yeah. And if you do this, if you do this, this, and this, man, you are going to face the wrath of Leon. Um, and, and I appreciated every spanking I ever got, so it wasn't that he was abusive. <laughs> yeah. uh, I look back, and I probably deserved a whole lot more. And he, you know, But at the same time, it's not stopping or correcting what's wrong. It's, it's also rewarding what's good. It's guiding them to, this is good behavior. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to, instead of dropping the hammer of, man, you, you, you are no good parent. No, God, God's not doing that. What he would do is just say, hey, hey man, have you thought about? Yeah. You know, and, and for me, That's when you sent that and you sent that and said, oh, look what was on my calendar today to do. And I was like, well, look at that. That's just uh, God just confirming to say, you know, this, this, is, this is, you're on the right track. 
Yeah, seriously, I might put this out on the Instagram page or something because it was I screenshotted it and I yeah. sent it. I, I had my calendar reminder, and this was ironically at like three forty-five, and it was for four o'clock, which is when he gets home from school. Yep, I had on my calendar from the night before. Uh, remind, uh, remember to tell Gabe how much, how proud you are of him when you get a chance. How proud you really are. I tell him I'm proud of him all the time. Right. Like I mean, I tell him and his sister and their little brother too. Sure. That <laughs> I got to tell you about him in a second. <laughs> um, I tell him it all the time, but it's always not love you, not love you, and I do mean it, and I say it all the time, but I don't ever dig into why I'm proud. And there the, you and, go. And uh, how important, it, because everybody around me knows how important they are to me. And they know it, but they don't know it on that level. I started mm-hmm. to realize that mom and dad and their mom and all these other people know how much I care about them more than they do, probably. And I right. need to change that. That's, you know, because um, I don't want to be the, I don't want them to see that side, right? But, I will but be the being tough specific is a good thing to do. Yeah. You know, hey, man, I'm so proud of how hard you've gone out there and, pr- and played because, man, you, let's just be honest. I mean, even if, you, if you're on the losing team, you, you have had, you have persevered. Yeah, I mean, you can think of several different qualities of that are are uh, commendable that your team showed, even though they weren't, you know, didn't hold up the the, the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, they still had several things that you want to commend them for, and that's what. Hey, man, you you didn't give up. You played hard. You guys never quit, uh, man. That you learned how to play this offense, and this offense is not. And so next year you're gonna be even better. Those kind of things. So I mean, always look for those. And I think that's where Ephesians four twenty nine kind of comes in. It says, you know, don't let unwholesome words come from your mouth, but only that which is good for edification, building people up. Mm-hmm. And so you really want to choose your words wisely of, hey, let's make sure we're building folks up on this rather than, because anybody can tear anybody down. I, I, don't, I don't take much. Yeah, and I think I, I saw that a lot from coaching. We Coaching in general at that age, it's, you're, you're so used to <laughs> high speeches and yelling and all this kind of stuff. Well, kid, that kids that age, most of them don't respond very well to that. I don't know why no, they do it that they way. Don't. That's, and I'm not saying that that's what I saw all the time, but I, I saw – the coaches doing that, and I thought that's how I, it was when I was a kid too. Right. I, I think I, I don't remember learning a whole lot from it either at, at yeah. that time either. So it's, um, I don't know, all, all kind of interesting stuff to learn from it. But it was, at the, the takeaway from it was back to Philippians 4.13 last week and a lot of what we talked about with endurance and, and it is that a lot of times God will put you through some difficult things. Right. And it will you will think that you are doing this for your big triumphant outcome and he's going to help you move those mountains and be you know, <laughs> NFL quarterback and all this stuff. And you'll get to the end of the road and you'll say, really, I did all that so I could lose 47 nothing, mm-hmm. but I was going to learn how to be a better dad and learn more about how, who I am as a part of blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the way it works a lot of times. It doesn't give you the answer that you were expecting it to be, but it ends up being probably more significant and meaningful in your life than what you had dreamed up you were doing this for. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think therein lies uh, maybe maybe what one of the things that um, that you're realizing too is, and and this is something that is so crucial for each and every Christian to realize is there there are things that we find so important. Mm-hmm. So for us, it is well. You gotta go out there and win every game. We gotta go undefeated. We gotta win the. We gotta hold up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. We gotta. We gotta do all these things. But but God is more interested in your character mm-hmm. than He is your uh, win loss record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really do believe that, and I think it's one of sometimes uh, those losses help build more character than wins do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think 
you know, may, maybe even case in point, you know, the team that you and I were hoping would get beat 80 to nothing, and thank you to the team y'all were playing, it, it, it would make my heart glad to see a team that's kind of arrogant and cocky. I'd love to see them get beat like a drum. Well, you know, God's more interested in making us more like Christ than he is necessarily uh, blessing us with every blessing. Yeah. And so sometimes, yeah, you may not get that uh, million-dollar job or you may not get that, uh, you know, you're, you're driving a Ferrari and living on a yacht life. Uh, I'd rather have, and I think therein lies where we got as Christians, all right, what's important to you? And, and I think there's, I mean, go back to Matthew six thirty three. If you seek first my kingdom and my righteousness, rest be added unto you. Well, that rest didn't always, uh, you know, uh, Robin Leach lifestyle is rich and famous. Yeah. It, it is, okay, now I'm beginning to see what's really, what really matters. Well, I think I said in some conversation or on here or something to someone that um, a lot of times when you're, the if you just chase God, the closer you get to God, the less stuff there'll be in your way because there's just not that many things that it's just harder and harder to right. get there. The air gets it's rarefied air, yeah. right? Um, so there becomes less people, you know, less things bumping into you and getting in your way. The closer you get to God, things get simpler. And I felt like that was maybe a big step from in my process here in the last few weeks is that things got real simple for me this weekend. It's <laughs> like, all right, let's get at it then. Let's go. I'm excited. And I tell you, I learned something else too. You know, we had the almost an entire episode about pride and how to handle compliments even. And, and mm-hmm. when people, give, Gabe showed me he's got it nailed. I gave him the longest I'm proud of you speech I could think of. Right. I mean, Sunday night is really trying to, I mean, I was so proud. Of everything I had in me, I got done. You know what he said? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Appreciate it. <laughs> That's Appreciate how you handle compliments. You just say thank you. Yep. There's not much Appreciate else to say than that. <laughs> Two words. Move on. But, and I, I'll tell you the funny one. Uh, so my youngest has been kidnapped. Mom mm-hmm. has taken him, and I have not seen him in about four or five days, and I'm right. not going to see him for about another five days after that. I'm not sure if he's going to remember me. But um, I was telling my daughter, Reese, the other day how proud I was of her, and the thing I've always said about her is that she's the one that she's the toughest. I'd drop right. her off oh, yeah. of oh, yeah. anywhere. Yep. And I use the example, if I drop in the middle of downtown L.A., I wouldn't worry. Nah, I'd, she can handle it. She said, well, why is that dangerous? And I said, well, there's just a lot of people that are you know, into you know, violence and all kinds of stuff. Not only did she say she'd, she would survive, she said, yeah, I would be back, I would be there, and I'm not sure about those bad people because they would have to straighten up or I would take care of them. Yeah, she's she yeah, tough right. now. She's tough. That's about yeah, right. I know her. Yeah, she's tough. And, uh, and, that, and I think that's, um, you know, played her to strengths. Yeah, uh, that's, that's you know good parenting. At the same time, uh, don't let a unguarded strength become a double weakness. <laughs> yeah, meaning uh, you know that's that's an old saying, but it's the truth that uh, sometimes we, we if we know our strength and we play so much to our strengths that uh, we can become arrogant in those strengths. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do that in our walk. If you stop and think about it, in our walk with the Lord, we 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 think, okay, I've really got this down pat. And, and you know, just think about it. Uh, humility is one of those things that just as soon as you begin to brag that you got it, well, you no longer got <laughs> That's it. That's right. And, you know, so unguarded, unguarded strength is a double weakness. Mm-hmm. And so we have to guard against areas that we feel like we are growing in or areas that we're doing great in because if not, that's where the enemy will slip in because, like I said, I mean, it's, it, it is, you are always on point. It's kind of like uh, I used to use the illustration if a, 
if a guy goes into uh, National Guard and uh, he gets called in and gets deployed, but he gets deployed to, uh, to guard the armory in Hickory, North Carolina, or if he's been sent over to Israel, mm -hmm. which one do you think he's going to be a little bit more uh, on guard at? Well, Israel, because, my goodness, what's going on over there versus if I'm guarding the armory at Hickory, North Carolina, there probably ain't much yeah. going on. Yeah. Well, we become complacent based on, and we need to always remind ourselves, we're in a spiritual war, and there's an enemy that would love to knock our feet out from under us. There's an enemy that would love to, to um, blaspheme the name of Christ or have our actions blaspheme the name of Christ. So we always got to guard against, especially those areas we feel like, oh, I've got that. Yeah. yeah. The second you get there, woo, look out. Yeah, that's dangerous, and, and that's an area that I hadn't bumped into that problem just yet. I don't. I don't. I don't. Self righteousness <laughs> is a new threat to me. I hadn't had to deal with that one. But yeah, kind of back to what you said. Uh, we, we were starting to go a minute ago before we turned into like a little halftime show for football talk. There you go. But um, when you talked about, I liked the way you said, "Oh no!" Here in the sermon, oh no, here comes another evangelism. <laughs> Yeah, great sermon. Oh, oh, but there we go. but it definitely becomes easier to talk about God. It comes up more often. The thing that you know, again, Saturday at the game when the uh, the preacher gave the uh, the invocation before the game, I kind of pulled him aside and I joked to him. I said, "By the way, I said thank you for not asking for the win." And uh, then I told him about the podcast and explained my mess up and all that stuff. And I said, "I was telling my preacher this week." Is it okay to pray about the game? He said, yeah, just don't ask for the win. <laughs> so thank you for not doing that. But it's, it's little things like that where it comes up a little bit more often. You know, right. Coach had even said something about it to the players before when we started the prayer and all that, you know, it's whether you – whatever you believe, this is something we believe we should do and all this kind of – it just – it finds its way into conversation more. And you just – you get to a point where it's kind of hard not to – talk about yeah, it because it, it doesn't come up right it's too much of your it's hard for me to get through very many conversations in a week and not have it come up at least a couple times that i do this thing with you mm -hmm. or that i we do the thing with football or whatever else yeah. it's again it's a part of your life and it's you're like That's you said right. you're going to talk about what's important to you yeah you talk about what's going on in your life you talk about what's what you're passionate about and i think it's one of when you sanctify christ as lord in your heart as first peter three fifteen says it just it, it it doesn't have to be forced. It just comes out, and you know you, it doesn't have to be okay. How am I going to talk to this guy about the Lord? You'll be amazed that uh, when the Lord has your heart, yeah, He has your mouth as well. So I'll tell you from Sunday sermon when we were uh, here was my my pregame plan for Sunday that I came up with on the fly. Picked gave up, and we had about a 30-minute drive to Durham. I was going to try to listen to the sermon. Gabe asked a lot of questions in general. Yeah. So we only got probably 20 minutes through it uh, with all his questions. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I did pause and kind of explain to him on the sanctifying your heart, I felt like I, the purpose of it was I said, all right, for the next 30 minutes, let's kind of take our mind off of football and let's ride and let's think about God a little bit and let's, mm -hmm. let's do that. Now, when we get to the field, we'll turn that turn, off. Time to turn the switch. And let's turn That's the switch. Right. And I, you know, I was trying to prep the whole thing. Well, at that point in the sermon, I paused it and I said, do you know what that means to sanctify God in your heart? And he said, kind of. But yeah, mean? that's tough. <clears throat> I said, it means that no matter what happens, God's always first and, and his glory always comes first. That means you go out here and you play as hard as you can in this Good game way. today. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. However how the game goes, God's, you know, we can lose by 80. God's still God and he still right. doesn't take away any of the other things. and. And, um, yeah, you know, it was that, that kind of a thing. But it's just no matter how important this game is to you, you know, no matter how important this job is to you, no matter how important, as I said last week, this kid is to you, 
mm-hmm. the end of the day, no matter how important it is, God still is more important. That's and right. I always remember that. And, and I think, too, along with that is, and it's okay that, uh, and I was, I was just sitting there thinking, you know, in, in my mind, do we sometimes lessen the value of it or that we don't care as much? And then that we don't care. I mean, hey, you're putting in time designing plays, playing them on the Xbox, making sure that, uh, hey, is this going to work out or the PlayStation or whatever. I mean, you give your time. You do your work as unto the Lord. And so work, and I want to do my coaching as unto the Lord, so I want to give it everything I got. It doesn't mean that we don't care, meaning that if we get blown out by 80, so what? No, I care. It's just that, and I think I think one of the things that God's always going to be concerned about is, how, how did you react to it? Because I can lose 80 to nothing, still be a little upset, and still be just, you know, and not be a jerk, not not show my backside, not sin against God. And I think therein lies the, the whole gist of this thing is, okay, as I walk through life, I don't want to sin against the Lord. So whether I win by 100, I want to be a good sport, and I want to be somebody that is, you know, does the right thing. Or whether I lose by 80, I still want to be that, that person that, Okay, people can look up to and realize, yeah, there is a hope that they have, even if it didn't, uh, you know, that, that, it, that people can always see Christ in us. That's what I'm kind of getting at. Yeah. I think that that was part of the game experience for me this week, too, was that I've put, in, I've put that much effort into things a bunch of times. And right. almost all of them, they end that way, too, honestly. I mean, I, you, take, you, you aim high enough in your goals, and you're going to strike out That's 99% right. of the time. But um, it was the first – it was a different way of experiencing, honestly. And I think I looked at Gabe, and he was doing the exact same thing. And it was kind of interesting. In fact, I told him this on the way to the game. I said – first thing I said when we got in the car, I said, are you nervous? And he said, a little bit. I yeah. said, good, me too. Yeah. I said, you should be nervous. I'm not surprised you're nervous. I said, but the really cool thing about this is I get to teach you how to handle being nervous because I promise you I'm just as nervous as you are, so watch how we do this, and I'm going to yeah, be your guide to get through go. this. I've done it. And I tried to do that, and, it, and I'll say he, he sort of mirrored me pretty well. But something I'd said last week, joking about the bad language, I said I'm going to pray a lot more this week during the game because if I can't, uh, you know, it's not just – Can't curse. I'm Can't curse. Him. Yeah, that's right. But it was funny. I didn't <laughs> – I never got that worked up in this game, and it was chaotic, and things were crazy, and I was focused on doing what I needed to do because I didn't want to get yelled at. Coach would yell at me as fast as he will a player. Right. No oh, yeah. About it. oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm trying to stay out. There was one play he wanted to call that I didn't put in the playbook, and he right. said, what number stick? I said, it's not on there, and I thought he was going to punch me. Right. It's like, well, you told me to put in what I wanted to. I didn't see where that would fit. <laughs> but put in every play that you want, but don't do more than this many, and these plays didn't work anyway, so yeah. I was running out. But anyway. <laughs> Um, so we, <laughs> when it's 47 to nothing, who cares? You call right. whatever you want. But the whole thing was a good experience. None of the kids got, except for the couple that got hurt. Uh, the kids had a good attitude about it. As the game got out of hand, Gabe never got upset. And he didn't really talk to me much during the game. He right. and I didn't, I didn't notice him. He didn't make any mistakes. We didn't, it was a, mm-hmm. at the end of the game, we kind of passed by each other on the sideline and it was over. You know, yeah. it was three minutes left, running clock. And these are probably the first words we said to each other. I looked at him and I said, well, we tried, bud. Tough and one. He said, yep, and that was it. Yep. But neither of us reacted. And I've never cared so much about something and then not cared that much yeah. at the end of it. But the way I thought about trying to describe it is that <laughs> there's a difference between feeling disappointment and sadness. I wasn't mm-hmm. disappointed. I was disappointed, but I wasn't sad. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's necessarily the exact right combination of words. Nope, but I, I think, think that's, that's a good way close. to put it. 
Yeah. And I think, honestly, if you get back at it, uh, let's go back to the very beginning or towards the very, very beginning. There's that peace again. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, I'm disappointed, but I'm not so saddened that I got, you know, that I'm not going to be able to function tomorrow. I think it's also one of, I know the sun's going to rise tomorrow, and I know that God's mercies are new every day. And I know that, you know, it, it, there's just that uh, that inner peace that when you have a, that peace with God, meaning that my sins are forgiven, that I've been reconciled with him, yeah, that, that peace with God creates the peace of God that even even if yeah. I can still be. And I think that's what um, the prophet Habakkuk says in uh, Habakkuk 3 and several other places that he, he describes a, a tragedy. Okay, if the uh, corn doesn't grow, I mean, this is an agricultural society he's in. If the corn doesn't grow, if the, if the animals don't produce, or you know, if nothing happens and basically we're in a famine, even so, Lord, I know I can trust you. And there's that peace again. Well, I need to tread lightly on this one, on this, because I understand that this is over-exaggerated uh, maybe, but Sunday, you would say, is probably not a great day for me. I mean, it wasn't, right. wasn't a great day in that you didn't win the game. You, compared to how it could have gone, you'd, you know, that was probably yeah. about as bad as that could go. But at the same time, and this is where I say got to tread lightly with it, but if that's my bad days, and I'm having pretty good days, you know what I mean, and and that's that's a maybe a different way of looking at it. But it, yeah, it's it's cool to see what you can. If that's if that's the worst that, it, but at the same time, yeah, it can sure there can be worse things too that can happen. But, yeah, um, I, I'll share this. I had a uh, secretary one time. Uh, and I think the best way to put it is, look, I don't know that she was much educated past the, and she may have finished high school, but she had a heart for the Lord that was unbelievable. And this was her phrase that she would say all the time, even if it was something tragic or we got news that somebody had passed away or she, she found out she had cancer and she was going to be battling it. And, and, her, and, and this is the three-word phrase she'd say, in light of eternity, it don't matter, brother. Yeah. And that was, I remember the day that I went up there to see her when she had cancer. She said, in light of eternity, I'm doing well. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, when you when you really have that eternal versus temporal, and maybe that's the, the phrase we've been kind of beating around today, eternal versus temporal, peace. But when you have that eternal versus temporal, yeah, you, you totally understand that there are things that are important. I totally get it. I don't want to go out there and lose. Yeah. I want to win, and I want to win big. At the same time, it's not the end of the world. And then we have to make sure that, hey, the kids see that too. It's not that I don't care. I want to win, and I'm going to do everything I can to make sure we try to win. But if if if, if, if the clock turns triple zero and we're down by three and we end up losing, okay. We gave it everything we had. Yeah. Well, and it's like um, I said to you in my text. I mean, it wasn't a lack of effort from the kids that they didn't win. And, again, I'm not saying this is just talk about football. It's symbolic of what we're trying right. to go with this. But there were several plays that the kids – I mean, they made mistakes. Everybody made mistakes. But there were plays where the ball was thrown up to a, a kid that's – and we had a defender right on him. Six foot tall. He jumps as high as he possibly yeah. can. And, Lord help, his, his little legs, they can't get but five foot nine off the ground. Or right. six one. And, I mean, you can't do – you can't coach at, at it. ten. You can't coach it better. Right, yeah, exactly. You can't coach it better than that. He was ready to be. He, did, he executed perfect, and yeah. he even jumped at the right time. He just couldn't get high enough. Right. And it's one of those things that when I talked talk to Gabe after, I said, 
There was literally nothing you could have done differently. Nothing. That's right. Not a single thing. But that is life a lot of times. Yep. You do something exactly the you way you You go out there and you do the best you can. And sometimes you chase these rabbit holes. You don't know where, they, where they're going to go. And what you end up finding out of is it was not what you thought, but it was ten times better and much more meaningful than what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. But that's just kind of uh, – I think of, there's a line in a song that I like uh, – says, the days I keep my gratitude higher than my expectations, I have really good days. <laughs> and I think that's maybe a good... Yeah, I like that. It, it's not a Christian song, but it's a, it's a, I think that's a good. good line. I think if the days I can be more grateful for the things I got than mad about the things that I expected and didn't get... It, it's and that's a, not a Christian song. It's not. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I think be. that's pretty good. I think that could be. Yeah. Who sung it? Nickelback. Uh, Ray, Ray Wiley Hubbard, if you want to look uh, him up. Wait, but Ray Wiley? Ray Wiley Hubbard, but uh, tread lightly. I got him. Tread lightly, preacher. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I think, was he ever on Austin City Limits? Yes. I know exactly who he is. Yep. I was on vacation, and he was on Austin City Limits, and I thought, I ain't watched Austin City Limits in for years. And he was on there, and I was like, oh, okay. And I'd so, say well, we could do an episode on Ray Wiley Hubbard, and I would love to know your take on not just it, his philosophy. Songs, his philosophy, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think he's uh, he, there's a there's a book that I'm almost finished with. I've had it for a long time, and it's when I pick it up here and there, I'm not quite done. But it's kind of his autobiography, I guess you'd say. Right. Really interesting cat. I met him one time. We went up. Uh, he plays mostly in Texas and Oklahoma, that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he was. Um, in Virginia for I'm a couple of shows. I'll, I'm on, I'll be able to tell you in a minute. Well, I, I'll tell you, there's some interesting songs that he's got where I, and, and if you read he, what he, I don't know what he believes. Right. And I don't even know if he proclaims to know what he believes exactly, but he says a little bit of everything that, and he hits on some stuff that, is really deep, but then he hits on some other stuff that sounds like I don't think yeah. I'm going to believe in that one. Well, but hey, but, I will say, today my gratitude exceeds my expectations. I, I think that's pretty sound. I know that he, uh, we, we had a chance to meet him. We went up to Virginia one night and watched him in two shows. He was up here and we went, it was like a three-hour drive between the two places, but we were right. for roadies. And I uh, got to meet him and he was as humble and kind and appreciative of, of, of someone like as you could ever see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's got some dynamic songs, what I would say. But it would, that would be, <laughs> yeah, it might, might be a little rougher than, uh, but I, I will some, say. There's some cool ones. I, I might yeah. send you a couple of them if you just, I just say Oh, I'm up. on Spotify. <laughs> as soon as we get done, my, my phone's about to burn a hole in my pocket. I can't wait to look him up and see. Because I want to see if it's if it's the same guy I'm thinking about. It probably is. He was on Austin City Limits about two years ago. Yeah. Um, when, you know, they show... Channel right. Four showed the same thing over oh, yeah, and over again. Yeah. And if it's ever he's Becca got a, Bond, he's got long. Gray, he looks like a the he, he he's a weird looking character. I mean, he's got long, straggly, he's wiry looking this hair. Might be the guy. I think he's got to be. But he's uh, he's he's really interesting. But, um, but yeah, I think it's trying to trying to keep. If you look him up, the number probably one of the top two or three songs on his list is "Tell the Devil I'm Getting There as Fast as I Can." Mm. <laughs> so oh, this guy. I'm, I'm gonna look it up and see. I can't remember, but I, yeah, I couldn't believe it because I was like, because uh, it was actually uh, I was the only one up. It was late at night because Off City Limits comes on, you know, oh, yeah. 11, 12 o'clock at night or it's usually. And uh, my my junior in Carolina, Nate, was up with me, and and Nate was like. I'm writing this down. I'm, I'm playing this song, and I don't yeah. know when I'm at the radio. So he was bound and determined he was going to be playing some of that. And I said, can you actually play that at the uh, station? He said, oh. Yeah. He said, we, we have to deal with the FCC, but yeah. you know, we, we get around some of it. Huh. When it plays. Well, they'll bleep it out or they'll do certain things. So. That's weird because I don't hear too many people who've heard of 
Ray Wiley Hubbard, and that's two this week that have. have well, I, I, I want to look it up and make sure it's the same. It one. might not be, but um, the I actually had a conversation with somebody else this week. I wore a hat that I wore from that concert that night, and I I wore it specifically because I didn't think anybody would know what it was about, and right. it was the only black hat I ever wore, wore, and it, it yeah. fit, and it's like nobody will ask me about this. Nobody know. First person I saw said. <laughs> Wearing a Ray Wiley Hubbard, because all it says is Ray Wiley. It doesn't say yeah. Hubbard. I was like, you know who Ray Wiley is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two, two times that's come up this week in uh, unexpected places. But, but man, no, it's been a really interesting week. And I think uh, there's a lot of growth and stuff that's going, that I, I'm going through that I don't even really necessarily want to get so much into on the show because it's not right. supposed to just be about that. You know, but, no. man, I, he's he's shown me a lot of cool stuff and taking me out of the way to do it. But... <laughs> Well, and, and it's amazing. Again, having your eyes open to spot it. Yeah. That's the key. And, uh, you know, I dare say you look back over the last uh, five, six, seven years, he's been working. Mm-hmm. You just might not have had your eyes open to it. Mm-hmm. And, again, it goes back to kind of like that radio station. Mm-hmm. If I got tuned into 88 or 89.3, uh, then I'm going to hear Nate's voice when it's on. Yeah. But if it's not tuned into 89.3, I don't know what I'll be listening to, static or something else, but when you're tuned in to the Lord, you'll begin to see him move, and you'll see his hand. I heard a really cool quote from Steve Harvey. He's got some good stuff on YouTube here lately, like little shorts and stuff that he's done. You know, he, he's he's a funny guy. He, he is. is and, and some of the things he says and does, and then, yeah. I, he's, he's dynamic, true. too. He's another yeah. dynamic one. But he, uh, he has one that he says, one uh, I saw this morning, said, when you ask God for something, it's kind of like ordering a package, and he sends it that day, but he only sends it to Faith Street. Yeah. You move off Faith Street, the package might get there, but you're not there because you moved off into I don't know, and I've got Actually, doubt, and all this stuff. And that's probably a good way of, of putting it. I mean, I think if, I you, like that work. if you're if you're praying for good things, it'll be there. You just it, it, got to look for you it. you got to wait for it. Yeah. <laughs> and, so. uh, yep, but I, I think it goes back to when you have your eyes focused upon looking for, seeking the Lord— You'll find it. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't know what we'll end up calling this one, but football, Ray Wiley It'll, Hubbard. Yeah. And I don't know. There's, yeah. got, there's all kinds of stuff we've done with this one. Uh, there you go. Football, Ray Wiley Hubbard, and peace. And peace. Yeah, there, you <laughs> there you go. That's it. That sums it up, man. But, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to work this week and see what God's got ready for me this week. Uh, it's I'm hoping he takes his foot off of that gas pedal and lets me catch my breath. A little well, bit I, you know, I, I was getting, I was getting kind of sad, man. I said, "Dog, man, Manton texted me since Thursday with a question." I was, man. I was like, "Man, football, football has really. They I must be. Uh, he must be sitting up late burning the midnight oil, designing the plays." When I'll be honest with you, when I was coaching uh, that age football, uh, I found out my best play was turn around and pitch it to the fastest man. Yep. <laughs> And, and that's that was our problem. And I was trying try to, to get to the outside. I was trying to get those fast guys spread out enough that we had time to get it to them because we just couldn't get just it. Just can't to get them. it. I mean, yeah. but when you ain't blocking, um, you can't do it. I, I about the second or third night, and I was in bed trying to go to sleep, and I just got back up. It's like, well, I can't sleep. Might as well go do something, you know. <laughs> but uh, it was crazy. But it was it was fun. So yeah, I, I was. I wasn't bothering texting you this week because it was getting so deep. I was like, I'll just talk to you Tuesday. There's a bunch of this. That'll thing. work. That'll <laughs> work, man. Anytime, brother. Anytime well, you feel like it. Appreciate it, buddy. Yes, Enjoy, sir. ma'am. I love it. I love it. All right. Tell me when you stop because uh, I got to look up. Uh, yeah, I'm working on here. Hold on.